Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. (laughs) Forgot how to do this. Roar! As they say on the Dan Levitard Show, he roars before they open the show. You know why I roar? I have to clear my throat because I have that raspy, sexy voice. I like it. I know you like it. I know you like it. Did you say that... um, you were going through your phone and you couldn't figure out why you had so many pictures of me. Yes. <laughs> Did I catch that as I was walking the other yeah, room? Yeah, it was kind of weird. I got yeah, disturbed what, by what, it. Why? I have never sent you a picture of me, so. No, it's just taking pictures. Oh, like, I of see. You doing radio shows and yeah. stuff. So, uh, Peking uh, Duck in Manhattan. What? What? What's? Tell me the number. 315. Uh, 4-3-7-7-6-4-4. Four, four. So is, I just sent a text to my brother Alec. Is he calling now? Uh, now Alec, when he was on, <clears throat> um, some weeks ago, and we were going through our um, our our fight with the Levitard show. Is this him now? It's probably him. Get him on. I don't know who this. is. This is flying blind again. Hello, we're flying blind. Dream caller, are you there? <laughs> 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 I know that I know that laugh anywhere. So so I'm just going over for the audience. So my brother said he was going to uh you know what I'm going to go on Fallon and I'm going to turn around and I'm going to talk about the Daniel Baldwin show and the mole and all the boys well, and we're going to okay. bear- Let me just interject, okay? <laughs> you do those shows and they change every 10 seconds. Like you go when they say we're going to do a game, we're going to play a game. And they take you through what the game is. Then you come in, you walk in there they go, "Oh, there's no game." Uh, we're going to do two segments. No, we're going to do one segment. You know, it's, it's a very, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm calling to apologize. I apologize to you, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I'm a big believer in your broadcast career, whatever I can do to lend a hand. But we got, it was a very hectic, hectic, hectic day. I was late to the studio because we're driving through the city. It was a real mess. But, um, We'll think of some other way I can blow you guys up. How I, can we blow you up? I stayed up late that night and then cried myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hopefully there was some laughs inside those tears, though, Mo. Wasn't it, there, some of it was funny, yeah. no, Mo? Oh, yes, it was no? great, great. Yeah. Don't make it all about you, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the topic today, guys? What are we going to talk about for five or ten minutes? What do we got? What do you got? We're talking about all kinds of stuff right now. What do you want to talk about, Big Al? What do you got? I want to talk about... How's Mission Impossible uh, doing? Yeah, and- I guess I want to talk about how um, you know, the anniversary of the Watergate indictments was a couple, <laughs> few days ago. Okay. Right. And, right. I'm, so, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry yeah. to yank the yeah. steering wheel. Let's talk about de- the, so d- the dead cows in Calcutta. <laughs> Let's talk about the dead cows in Calcutta. A lot of dead cows this week. Mi- Mission Impossible, this Mission one... Mission Impossible, they're saying, is the best Mission Impossible ever yep. made. Highest grossing one so far in Oklahoma. Okay, we'll start there. So Mission Impossible... You know, you, you can never count those guys out. You can never count. Those guys always got, you know, Cruz, Macquarie. They've always got more bullets in the chamber. And they, you know, Cruz is uh, he's a very unique individual. He's, he's born to do this. He's made it his life's work. 
making movies at the highest level has always been his thing, and he's very good at it. And uh, people thought the Mission franchise after Ghost Protocol wasn't going to make any money. Then they went and made uh, Rogue Nation and made a lot of money. And now they're going to make even more money with this movie. So it's like, you know, these guys, Macquarie, you know, you can't... Everybody says it's the best action movie they've seen in 10, 15, 20 years. So I encourage everybody to go see the movie because it's worth it. And a lot of times... <laughs> And Danny, you know this, that we're, we're asked or we're contractually obligated to promote the project and we got to hold our nose the whole time, you know? Mm. You, you, go, you go to a press junket and the movie is, 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 it doesn't need to be awful, it's just mediocre, it's kind of disappointing. You've seen it and you're like, meh. And you're in there in the press junkets and they're going, how about those Yankees? Huh? Weren't they great last night? You know, you're just trying to change the subject uh, because it's tough to sell something that you have not a lot of belief in, but this is a movie I tell people you got to go see this movie. It's 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 it. This is it. I think the more important thing is that, and you play the is it the director of the CIA, the former director who the leaves f- to become lost. You. The former director of the CIA who then joins them as a kind of a airsats member. Yeah, Whereas the former like, director yeah, of the, the CIA I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm has the a slightly Pete overweight Pete. brother that. <laughs> That's in the next one. <laughs> I'm the Pete Best of the IMF team. But anyway, um, the um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that those guys they, they 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 and they work hard. You know, if you saw what Cruz's day was like, he's up in the morning. If he's not shooting, he's at the gym. He's on the set. He's in the cutting room. He's in prep, set set design. He's you know, he's an exec producer or whatever title he has on the film as as, as the Pivotal. I, I heard a rumor as he the did. pivotal as the pivotal producer. So he's you know he, he's he's up he's up at the crack of dawn with everybody else, even if he's not shooting, and he's there on the set and involved every single foot of film along the way. Uh, is the rumor true that he filmed most of the movie with a broken ankle too? Do you know that he filmed that portion of the film with his. Uh, uh, well, no, no, he 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 broke his leg. They shut down. They came back to finish. They shut down for some period of... My son is covered in blueberries here. But, um, <laughs> but, they, but, the, but the point is, is that, is that he, they shut down for the, the necessary amount of time, and he came back, and apparently when he came back, his leg still wasn't healed. They wanted him to stop working for like six months, and he was out of work for like you know nine or ten weeks. Now, is that is that due to who he is in his career? Because i got a great story to tell you about, I guess, how bad I feel about where I fit in. I was doing an action picture in Sardinia with Franco Colombo, the world-famous bodybuilder, and the guy who's, who uh, discovered Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Franco's he's, he's directing the film, and we're about a week into shooting this 12-week epic, you know, Ancient Warriors, it was called. And I died, decide to dive out of this moving truck and shooting this high-powered weapon. And I hit these rocks that we didn't see that was in this tall grass, and I break my right wrist. And I mean, I broke it. So they take me to an Italian hospital, and they x-ray it, and the guys are standing there. He goes, yeah, see, fractore, fractore. And they're saying, yeah, it's fractured. I could see the whole bone's broken. So they set it in a cast, and Franco's driving home. He goes, you understand, I have nothing I can shoot now. There's nothing I can shoot with you with a cast on your arm. And he just kind of looked at me, and I knew what he was trying to get me to do, get, take the cast off and tape it up. So that night, I cut the cast off in the in the bathtub, and I taped it up, and I had the medic tape it up. And 
<laughs> Should I? I used to be proud of that. Should I feel I just don't mean anything? And that's why. <laughs> oh, you were Tom Cruise before Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise. No, but you know what's funny? Alec was the only one that wasn't in Born on the Fourth of July. I was in it. Billy was in it, and Stephen was in it. And I'm trying to remember that guy. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who the guy was. They got. Say again. Um, uh, the guy, I forget his name, uh, with the guy, the actor, I forget who, um, um, who, uh, oh, no, uh, the, the, um, I forget the guy's name, the actor who played the, I was scheduled to do that movie. The I know they took, was, well, if, if I can finish, which is the, with Kovac, uh, what's his name? Um, Ron Kovac. Kovic said, I want all four of his sons, and he was, you know, had dad as a teacher. I want all four of his sons in the film. And, uh, uh, and indeed, they made the best effort to put all four of us in the film, but I, I wasn't able to the other one at that time. But, so. but I remember yeah. spending some time in the days that I shot with Tom, and he, uh, I don't, he had no idea how big he was then or how big he was going to become. And you can just see he was going to be a big movie star. Tell us, hold on one second, okay? Talk amongst yourself for one second. Talk amongst yourselves, <laughs> he says. <laughs> he mowing the lawn? Well, he's doing so. He's, hey, listen, he calls the most random times because we text him at the most random times. People are just tuning in. It's Alec Baldwin, Daniel's brother, on the phone. Yeah, Alec's on the phone. Um, do you feel better about the apology that we weren't mentioning? Yeah. How's he going to make it up to us? How's he going to make up not mentioning us on Fallon? How's he going to do that? What's he going to do? Why are you looking at me? Because he's bored. He's, like just, <laughs> he's just staring at me while you're saying that. It's like, what's what do I do? have to do with What's he really got to do? He's got to... Oh, next gotta, time he's on something. No, he's got to He's got to do an in-studio appearance on the on the podcast. He's got to come kick it off with us. All right. I think that does it right. Yeah. Or, or he's got to come down and do Levitard. Uh, that, no, that help, he's got to help us. Uh, well, yeah. Do, but, do the but, well, we want to do the dueling. Yeah. I okay. still want to do the... Yeah. You're back? Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm walking up to my house, and like every leaf blower is blowing, and a giant pain in my ass. Uh, <laughs> but, <clears throat> but, but just to finish this, and that is, you know, everybody doesn't want to have the same career. You know, it's like you say to somebody, uh, do you want to have, um, do you, you want to have, uh, 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 you know, Tony Hopkins career. Do you want to have, you know, when I was growing up and I was in the movie business, you know, coming into the, when I was watching movies rather, you know, everybody identified with Brando, Pacino, De Niro, you know, very powerful, dramatic actors. Nobody wanted to be Jim Carrey. You know what I mean? And the, uh, and the point is, is that you get older and you realize everybody has their own career, you know, and Cruz has been asked and has uh, complied with giving some wonderful performances in dramatic films. He's been great in some films. I mean, I thought Magnolia, he was robbed of the Oscar in Magnolia. He was robbed. He should have won the Oscar for me. He was fantastic. And, uh... <laughs> I like they were just like the second, yeah. the second thought in his conversation. Um, but I'm just saying that, that, that he's been asked to be the the lead man in these, you know, hyper muscular adventure films and action films, rather. And it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, in some ways, that's as hard, if not harder, than the other. Yeah, and his that's age a tough, too. That's a tough. That's a tough 
mountain to climb every year to get the studio to give you all that money. I mean, there's people in the movie business, their whole career is riding on one film. You know, they, they do one of these films and they spend 200 $250 million on some gigantic monster blockbuster film, and it doesn't work. They're out. Yeah, that's what happened to me. Convincing those people to, to greenlight those films and make those films is an extraordinarily difficult task. You have to have a real skill for that. And Cruz and uh, whenever, whoever he partners with to do those things, that's a tough thing to pull off. You know, tough thing. Hey, are you... Uh, anyway, i got to run and go take care of my uh, kids, but I just want to say, can we get back to Trump for one second? We can get back to Trump. Go ahead, bury him. I just want to say that, you know, the anniversary of the Watergate indictments in the House was a few days ago. And, you know, it's not lost on everybody. That there were Republicans on that committee that voted for that indictment. They knew that Nixon was a, was a, was a threat to democracy. They knew that he, was, that he just didn't get it. I mean, Nixon was somebody who used the FBI as a personal security force and so forth. I mean, Nixon was a guy who, oddly enough, what, what's sad about American political life, and what is the ultimate statement about Trump is that the overwhelming majority of my friends that they take Nixon back any day over what we have now, because Nixon was an extremely bright guy. He was a twisted guy, but he was an extremely bright guy. And when people say, "Oh, Kennedy," you know, all your right wing trash always wants to say, "Oh, Kennedy did the same thing," and Johnson wiretapped this. Nobody did it to the extent. You know, Nixon did it like it was. Uh, like like that like that became the government's business, and he did it on this like, kind of wholesale level. And I'm hoping that uh, after this midterm, if we have some sanity in the House, that uh, they're going to uh, um, that the House will bring charges because because Mueller will submit this indictment. And I got news for you: if what you read in the paper is true, this Congress Owen who leaked or made a statement, I refuse to believe he didn't do this with the permission of the uh, of Mueller's office, or he must have coordinated with them, but he, he, he mentioned that uh, uh, Jared Kushner and Donald Trump Jr. Are, are likely the next people to be indicted by him. I mean, that, 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 that pretty much tells you exactly where we're headed. Are you, uh, are you heading up here next week? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what's next week? I don't know. You said something about you might come up and see mom. Uh, I don't really know because i got to figure out my schedule with my kids. But I want to talk to you about our thing. I can't believe we're talking on the air like we're on the phone here. Um, we are on the phone here. Uh, <laughs> I'll call you after the show. Call, call me after the show. I All right. Love you. Hey, uh, 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 Mo, I apologize. I'm going to make it up to you, Mo. Yeah, okay. we, we, you have to be here for when we open our podcast. That's your penalty. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to break. We'll be right back. Mets and Nationals wrap up their two-game set this afternoon in Washington, D.C. Noah Syndergaard on the mound for the Mets. Tommy Malone for the Nats. Coverage starts at 1125 on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. I'm so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Uh, um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. 
Josh, Josh, what do you got? LeBron James has opened the I Promise School program. It is tuition free. Uniforms are free. Transportation is free for every student who lives more than two miles away. They get food, they get snacks, and a free bicycle with a helmet. They are also set up for University of Akron tuition. Wow. It's pretty awesome what you can do without the government interfering and bureaucracy slowing everything down if just one person does it. Amen. Does it? You can, you know. Uh, And is this, uh, so if it's a a scholarship to the Akron Zips, um, does that mean it's a... Ohio school, I take it outside of Cleveland or in Cleveland. Yes, yeah, it's, it's in Akron. It's in Akron, and it's it's for at-risk elementary school kids. So it's you know kids that need somewhere to go, and he's set all this thing up. And man, how cool is that? What a dude, right? Yeah, that's awesome. How cool is that? I mean, that you know when you've been blessed like he has, and, and granted a lot of hard work, and but when you've been blessed to have that kind of a life and and sign the kind of contracts and and see the kind of results. Um, to give something back is imperative. It's your responsibility. And so many guys I know, particularly in the entertainment field, um, <clears throat> they don't do anything. They do nothing. Uh, and this guy, he's a giver, man. That's great. Um, my hat's off to him. I, I think that's wonderful. The Nats scored 25 runs off 26 hits last night against the Mets for the, like you heard in the update at the top of the hour, the worst loss in the Mets franchise history. You know, I'm going to say so what. Boy, the so what explanation from me. When they were in the Subway Series against the Yankees last, um, I instantaneously made three million enemies and three million friends with one quote. The New York Times asked, um, are you and your brothers willing to make a prediction about the Yankees and the Mets series? And I said, yeah, I'll make a series. I'll make a prediction about the Yankees and the Dandelions. <laughs> and the Times reporter said to me, are you referring to the New York Mets as the Dandelions? I said, I am. And he said, why is that? I said, because they bloom in the spring and they die in the fall. This team didn't Ooh. even bloom this year. They're they terrible. Kinda, yeah, they just Aren't they kinda, terrible? They, they dead m- for the first 12 games and then fell they, off since. They need miracle grow. As <laughs> a topical old man, I like it. Wow! Put that team in a topsy turvy. Maybe like a little garden weasel. Get in there and <laughs> stir never, it up. How come they don't implement like a mercy rule where they're just like, ah, because right. they're men. <laughs> they're professional athletes. Mercy rule. We fifteen run you guys. Yeah, like why <laughs> do you even stay in the stadium at that point? I'd be like, all right, we're we're done. They put here. up three I, touchdowns on them. That's awesome. They I would scored <laughs> seven in the first goal. inning. In the first inning, they and scored seven. Three touchdowns and two safeties. I wouldn't leave if I was there to watch that. I'd they be had like, a oh. shortstop pitching. Yeah. It was that bad. <laughs> I'd be like, get to 50, let's go. Yeah, yeah I would have done that 30, 30. <laughs> yeah, I'm not leaving that game. <laughs> What's the most runs ever scored in a baseball game? Oh, for God's sakes. I Here we it. go. I'm going to say over 30. Got to be. I, baseball think, game? I think it was Baltimore. Uh, it was 30, I'm going to say 37. It was done against Baltimore. I'm say 37 runs. It was 36. Oh, Ooh. so close. The record for most runs scored by a single team is 36, set by the Chicago Colts, now the Chicago Cubs, against the Louisville Cart Col- the Louisville Colonels in 1897. Nice. <laughs> nice. What were they yeah. doing back then? The ball know. was juice. They're all on roids. They're all roiding. Well, were. sticking to baseball, the highest so scoring what? game ever was Phillies versus Cubs, also 26 23. Nice. Pitching duel. It was a pitching duel. 
Sticking with baseball, New York Yankees left-hander J.A. Happ has been diagnosed with Hoof hand, and mouth. foot, and mouth disease. What is going on in New York? What yeah. is? What can, I should really look up what the hell hand, foot, yeah. and mouth disease is. It's just like a baby disease. You you when your girlfriend is a kids. goat, <laughs> there's there's some problems. <laughs> <laughs> there's some problems. If you got a hoof fetish, you don't yeah. want to suck at yeah. hoof. When 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 you're rolling over in bed saying, "Don't worry, baby, it's only." You that I love. Yeah. <laughs> Bob <laughs> means no. <laughs> uh, a ten-year-old named Clark Kent. Hold on. Wow. Hold on. Wow. I like this story already. What do you got? It's uh, hoof and mouth disease is uh, is a virus, and the symptoms include ulcers, sores inside the mouth, a rash, or blisters on your hands and feet, and buttocks. Ugh. Anyone can get the disease, but children under the age of ten are most likely to catch it. It's probably locked. Something in the locker room, I bet. Like, everything's musty and sweaty. I think, no, I think they're saying the you get room? it from the kids can, can yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah. And then uh, the kids come back home and you're like, They were you know, saying what's-his-face yeah. got it from pitching at a camp. Syndergaard. Why, uh, pitching at a camp. Why are you wiping little Johnny's poopy again? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. The poop ball. <laughs> Ten-year-old Clark Kent has beat Michael Phelps' record in the 100-meter butterfly. He clocked in at one minute, nine seconds taking 1.1 seconds off Phelps' oldest record and won seven races overall. He beat Michael Phelps' record at the age of 10. That is ridiculous. What was the race? The race was the 100-meter butterfly. So but, what? but to knock... No, I don't say so what. This it's, is the br- it's a so what. He's only 10 years old. He beat the oh. he adult beat an record. Keep doing don't. it. Keep doing it when you get older. You're, when you're a kid, it doesn't matter. You're a Keep dope. doing it when you get older. You're what did a, you do at 10, yeah. Forrest? Wait, 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 let, me clar- let, me clar- let me clarify something. Did he beat Phelps' Olympic yes. record? Yes. Okay, and you're going to say so what, that a 10-year-old could beat a Olympic? Oh, it was an Olympic record? He beat his world it's record. It's the world oh, record. Oh, I, misher- I misheard it. Not his record okay, he had at 10 no, years old. so what. Right. <laughs> That's like if, if I went out with my 10-year-old and ran faster than Usain Bolt. Oh, no, Bolt. Josh, Josh is wrong. wrong. Josh, Josh is wrong. I'm right. Josh is an idiot. I'm wrong. It's for ages 10 and under. Right. Yeah, That's so right. what? Yeah, yeah. So Michael Phelps' record when he was when 10 he and was under. When he was 10 and under, right. So they're trying to imply this kid's on pace. To possibly, well, that didn't we hear the Josh. same thing from you, Forrest? And weren't you going to run me down in, in, a, in a? I'll do it. I'll still do it. You're going to give me how much for Lewis? Was he doing? Oh, I forgot Forrest was a swimmer. That's oh, no, right. no, 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 no. Yeah. So Forrest has to. I think the bet was Forrest is going to swim faster in a one length of the pool race. Yes. By by more time than I am going to beat him in points in basketball. Wasn't that the bet? Yeah, that was the bet. Okay, Josh, and, how and do you I get that go- story so wrong? I know that was terrible. I don't. Know. I, don't I really. <laughs> you just read the headline. Because Josh, Josh says so it before he even writes so it. <laughs> what right, else your, you got? I got your final one today. Marks the 37th anniversary of Do You Know What? What happened on August 1st, 1981? The launch of MTV. Today's 37 years since MTV started launched. Started with. Wow. Pat Benatar. No, video killed the radio star. Oh, yeah, by video the killed the Benat- number two was Benatar. Pat, Pat Benatar. Does anyone really care? Yes. Yes, I love now MTV. Because it's destroyed. Oh. The goddamn millennial. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey Shore. That's ruined all that TV no, is. No, they ruined it. It's it's now just a bunch of pregnant teenagers tanning on the beach. <laughs> you Sucks. Don't, you don't care about MTV, Daniel? What is Bobby? wrong with you? Not anymore. It's on MTV anymore. No, it's, it's not reality anymore. Television. But in the 80s, that had to have something to do with your life, right? But, but you know what? That's uh, That was... You know, Will Chamberlain, 1,500 girls ago. Who cares? Oh, wow. wow. I, I watch VH1 Classic. Like, it's <laughs> going out of style. Yeah, that I'll watch. Oh, 
But all these stupid shows, like, why do they even call it MTV anymore? Change but but, but but I, I remember telling the story to you guys about uh, Steven Tyler saying, you know, he never intended on being an actor. He he just wanted to make music. And now it's a, it's a foregone conclusion that if you write a song or multiple songs for an album, you have to do a video for each one of them. And it's a whole sprawling story with the chick on the back of the motorcycle and she's your love interest and she's leaving her father and blah, blah. You know, and, and, you, and you do all these videos, it, it, it's forever changed, I think, the quality of the music because I think a catchy video gets a so-so song more popular than it really demand, than it really should be. Without the, the advent of MTV, you'd see a lot of people that never would have made it in the music business. I'm very disappointed. This is not a so what. MTV was my childhood. It was my childhood. And I love it, and they should put it back the way it was. Well, um, I'm going to go to uh, um, Josh uh, after this break uh, because I am going to formally ask his honor sitting in the chair for an extension on the 40-yard dash bet. And I'm going to explain why. If, if you don't remember, um, I have a bet that I can run a sub 5.8, a 5.8 or less 40-yard dash. But due to complications and things that have occurred here oh. at the station and so on, I'm going to ask for a small time extension. You may just grant me the time extension. I don't know. But I'm going to ask for a small extension. We'll be back with more right after this. I heard you on the wireless back in 52. Lying awake intently tuning in on you. If I was young, it didn't stop you coming through. They took the credit for your second symphony. We've got the Big P Podcast. Fantastic. Never miss your favorite host, that big interview, or your favorite show again. That's just about the most fantastic scheme I've had to date. Check out our podcast library. Download the segment you want to hear and listen to it whenever and wherever you want. It's like audio magic. My, my. Get your ear on now. Did you miss a show on ESPN Syracuse? Listen back my, on my. iTunes or ESPNSyracuse.com. The home of Mets baseball. ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. at 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is stirred up. <laughs> hey now. So, let me make my case to myself really quickly. Uh, sometimes when you're when you're in the movie business, you get a call and. It, it probably means that they had somebody else in mind and not you <laughs> for, for a role. But when they call and they say, hey, we have this project, we want to know if you're interested, and then they make an offer, and then you get, and it starts, it's it's Thursday, it starts Monday morning in another country. That means something fell through for them probably. So I knew about the two films I was going to do in um, in Toronto. It's where you've been, by the way. People are wondering yeah, where you've been. Yeah, I've been away. I've, I've done three movies in the last... Uh, Two and a half weeks. Nice. You posted on Twitter some big name people. Uh, yeah, with you. yeah. I did a hockey movie with Alexei Yashin, who's uh, arguably one of the ten greatest Russian hockey players to ever play the game. Junior world champ, world champ, um, and uh, I think he's won a Stanley Cup. Was Danny Aiello in this movie? Also? Danny Aiello was in both films I did in Toronto. Oh, um, so Danny and Danny. Yeah, it was Danny and Danny. I love Aiello. He's just such a, a legendary actor. Now, how do these movies like, like this? This is a person that's never made a movie, believe it or not. Uh-huh. Uh, so now, where do they go with these moving forward? Are well, they, I like, think I think um, any they, based on the budget of a film, 
um, at a certain dollar amount, you know you're dependent on being in theaters. And, mm-hmm. and so there are certain actors that if you put in a film, it almost guarantees you, unless you just make such a terrible film, that you're not going to. So if you have Brad Pitt, and he's a significant role in the movie, you're guaranteed you're going to get in a theater just because people are going to show up at a theater to see Brad Pitt. That doesn't mean the film will do well, um, but but that's a box office draw for sure. Um, Danny Aiello and myself and some of the other people that were in these films uh, are not a box office draw, but we didn't spend the kind of money to make the film on the on the above the line talent, you know. So, uh, you know, you've got to pay twenty five million dollars to have Brad in your film. So. These are films where um, you're probably going to go straight to DVD. Uh, you're going you're gonna to do some film festival stuff where you get attention and win awards, hopefully if the film is good. Um, and then you make your money over a course of years. So you know they can, they can project with certain names in a film how much this movie will make upon its initial release, Netflix, Amazon, VOD, so on and so forth. And obviously, they know they're going to recoup their money, and then they're going to make money as it trickles in. Now, everybody wants to make Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to spend $70,000 on a film that makes $52 million domestic, and suddenly you are in theaters. And you try to make that film. Um, neither one of these films are going to be that, for sure. Um, one of them is a hockey feel-good, you know, so it, it's you can show it to the kids. They'll probably do a version of it, too. Sometimes, if you're swearing on a take the director or somebody, the script supervisor will come over and go, can we do one more take? Please don't curse. Because then they, it makes you available for a television release. Nice. Which can be really good. This is one of those stories where the guy you know, makes a comeback in hockey and he's a goalie. and uh, So, so it, it, it is kind of a family redemption feel-good story. How do you promote a movie like that? Though? Like, How do you get people aware it's available to them? Like, whereas like your brother was just talking... About Mission Impossible, you just hear the name and you go like. But if this is a movie that's <coughs> going to be released Netflix only, you know. Well, you have you have a, um, a budget on the film for P and A prints and ads and and for commercials and so on. So if you're doing Mission Impossible, and they know that the film is going to be you know two hundred million dollars, they've sectioned off twenty million of that to just saturate the market. And then Tom has a that's what Alec was referring to. He said. He said, as you know, Daniel, blah, blah, blah. And what happens is in my um, contract, um, it'll say uh, uh, if there's an actor bigger than you in the in the movie, he'll have a choice, West Coast or East Coast. So when I did Vampires, Woods chose the West Coast. He wanted to stay home. So that meant he did Leno. He did uh, all, the, all the West Coast affiliates, network shows. Um, he would have done, um, um, what's his name, Kimmel. You know, I had to come out and do Letterman, Good Morning America, Regis and Kathy Lee, that kind of stuff. So they sent me on the road. Um, that'll be in your deal. It'll say that you have to do those. Um, a TV series is the same. You're going to do all the talk shows for the network you're on. You'll never do a show for another network. You can do neutral news networks. Like I could do an NBC show and then do all NBC's nighttime and daytime shows when I did Homicide. And then I can do CNN um, but I wouldn't do a Fox or an ABC or, or a CBS show, for sure. Gotcha. You love that? Yeah, that's fascinating. So then the mo- how does the movies affect your 40-yard dash? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell, well, tell you, wow, you like to circle the wagons right back to that, don't you, Your Honor? Well, you teased it. I uh, wanted to know how we get back to I'm there. still teasing it. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, the reason why is because I had planned on, and I actually measured off, 
40 yards mm-hmm. and chalked it in front of my house. So my theory was I was going to jog it multiple times, and then I was going to start to increase my speed each day and had a program of action where I know I'm going to crush this. Right. I'm going to run this in like 5.3. So, um, and then I had to stop. I had to go. I, I didn't work out at all in, in Vancouver. These last couple of weeks, yeah. I didn't work out at all in Vancouver. No, I, actually, there was a gym right across the street from uh, from where I was staying in Toronto. So Alexei Yashin, myself, and this uh, this other um, MMA fighter from Russia, uh, Oleg uh, Travolsky or Tra- Travelov or something. Look him up. Um, monster, this guy. He, he, I made the mistake of even standing near him while he was weightlifting. And um, uh, so I trained the last mm-hmm. few days, but I didn't run. So uh, because of work, uh, I was unable to continue training. So I'm going to say, let's do it September 1st. Okay. All right. I'll be out of town, but we'll do it. Where are you going to be? SU plays that Friday, so I'll be coming back. Where's from the game at? Kalamazoo. Oh, I forget that we're getting near the uh, Polly won't ever be here again moments. Now, what are the, can't we come, why can't we figure this out that we come with you? Oh, you can't because you're a morning show. No. Can we do both shows? This is where it all falls apart. You'll see. This is where it all falls apart. Can we do both we'll shows? We'll be on the road come? for the next tw- uh, 10 months. Can we oh. do the both shows? Why can't, <laughs> but why can't I go with them? Go Come with on, him. jump in the car with me. Go, he'd love yeah, it. Yeah, we'll bring the board with us and we'll yeah. get Josh in the studio. He'll fall asleep on the couch. Stop mm. at the biggest ball of yard. Do you remember the time Josh fell asleep on the couch? Those are my favorite. I, I like when you guys are remote and I can just sit in front of a microphone and go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or not say yeah. One time, we, <laughs> one, one time we went Josh in here. <laughs> what was that? Mm-hmm. Speaking of like Josh sleeping. Yeah, I shared a room with him in Philadelphia uh, last week and he is the loudest snorer I have ever ever heard it's, in my life. Uh, like, I don't know how his wife has tolerated. How long have you been married? Uh, 11 years. Sheesh. I got a she, fat tongue. Does she go <laughs> <laughs> fat That's tongue. how she tolerates it. Wow. <laughs> no, that's why I snore. I got a fat tongue. It goes to the back of my throat. And then, uh... Do you have sleep apnea? I do. And, and uh, one of our sponsors, Beville Gentle Dentistry, got me a mouthpiece and I use it at home, but I forgot to bring it to Philly with... What? A, with Polly. So at home, <laughs> I don't snore. But Polly got do to have the you make a deal home. with Beville? Bevel gave me the mouthpiece, yeah. Bevel going to work on my teeth? Yeah. Oh, Gentle <laughs> Let me put this in perspective. Yeah. We're at the Marriott. Yeah, do the impression of it. Let's see. It, it, it was a chainsaw. There's, I went in the bathroom. I was ready to sleep in the tub like it was spring break again. Could hear him in the bathroom. I got a phone call. I went out into the hallway of the, the hotel, and you could hear him two doors down snoring. It's amazing like i never have heard anything yeah, like it it's intense like the people in the room next to us had to be pissed they probably call in the hotel lobby saying can you move them i forgot what my numbers were i should tell you but they when they do a sleep study on you they do decibels people, they do decibels and there was a, a chart it was a plane landing no here's what it was <laughs> so there's a chart where it like shows your volumes and whatnot and there was a line that said loud lawnmower, and then I was above that. Yes. Holy S. It was yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> loud lawnmower. <laughs> I can't even. It'd be put, like running a lawnmower in your bedroom. I can't even put it in perspective. Like, And then he stops for 10 minutes, so you start to nod off, and then. Yeah. So my, my fatty tongue has shifted back into my throat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, you got to remember, too, it's right. It's right next to your head, you know, when you're sleeping with the person. Well, yeah, we were spooning. It's not comfortable. I am going to try by tomorrow to find the recording of Robin. Oh, yeah, you played that for us once. Oh, my God. It's the funniest recording. I also have a a question for you. Something else happened in this hotel. 
And I would <laughs> I want to ask you how you would have reacted because oh, I'm tell you what happened to me. I'm super polite, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And we checked into this hotel and behind the curtains in our hotel room was the underwear of the person that stayed in the room. <laughs> The last we had the curtain in, like you know, you got the big pull curtains in hotels that you can pull. So you open it all the way up, and there's a pair of boxer briefs from the last guy that stayed in the hotel room. And so I call down. No extra charge. Yeah. So I call down to the front office, and they're like, "Uh, "Yeah, sorry about that." They're like, (laughs) "I don't know. Should I have been? Should I have said like?" Get us a new room, move, give us an upgrade, pay for our dinner. You know, is that is finding dirty underwear a, a, an egregious offense? <laughs> they didn't I think, to think so. Had, I think if you had found body fluids with the person that stayed in there before. That's you. just as bad, dude. Well, behind, been, so it was behind the... Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. That's pretty gnarly. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. That and it was, was gnarly. a heavy dude, too, because those are some giant underwear. And they didn't give an F. They didn't care. They weren't going to the even clean our gig- room. Yeah, the girl was giggling. <laughs> She's like, they found what? You found what? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That's hysterical. Come back one more time. Yeah, baby. If we strike out. One, two, pitch. Breaking ball, swing and a miss. There it is. A baker's dozen for Jacob DeGrom. If we run. Hit deep to left field. Home run number three is on the way. And there she goes. If we walk off. Swing a high fly ball, deep right field. Jay Bruce hits it out. The home of Mets baseball. Conforto towards the alley on the run. Diving. What a catch. Michael Conforto stabs it out of the air. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Join Stephen Fonte and I Monday for the return of Orange Nation. Weekdays, noon to 2, here on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, we're talking about the morning parrot show. <laughs> the morning parrot show. So, Forrest. Yes. You so, got in a little trouble over the weekend or while Daniel was gone? Well, let me tell you, let me tell you what happened. It was so, a couple weeks ago. It was yeah. a couple weeks ago. To recap for you, we had uh, uh, Haley in here cutting my nephew uh, Granger's hair. Uh, the same Haley that cut Forrest's hair when he lost his bet in that ridiculous bet on the movie trivia thing. What a dummy. It was, it was crazy. I was only a couple away. What? I was you like, missed, like, you said no, you but I was like three away from what I had to get. I well, was three is like more than a couple, away. but anyway. It's, um, a, it's a new education. It's a new math. Um, I was only three points away from I can live with my mom till I'm 40, 22, 40, 22. <laughs> the Bills were only three points away from tying the Super Bowl. Oh. <laughs> Scott Norwood was just a gust of wind away. Um, so, so Forrest, uh, evidently, he 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 bumped. What did you call it? It was a hit and run. No, no. What did you call it? I bumped her. I said I bumped her. Yeah, he yeah. bumped her. So he hit Haley in the parking lot, and she messaged me. So we got Forrest in here to confront him about it. And uh, Haley went on a run saying that uh, Forrest hospitalized the other girl and Forrest's mother was listening and freaked out because it's her insurance and thought he didn't tell me the truth. He put this girl in the hospital. You put your mother through hell. You do. You do. This is the same. What kind of bubble 
are the gumps in? Like, like what do you mean? believe that. Like, there's your, a gump sister. We gotta get her in here. Like, no, nice. Why? How old is she? No. Bro? How old is she? She's gonna be 14 oh, tomorrow. Geez, oh, never mind. No, Jesus no. Christ. Why right, can't no. we bring her in? No, 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 no. 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 We not, can't bring in young gump. No, <laughs> not bringing in a 14 no. year old girl on this show. No. How the hell does no. can't behave yourselves? How the hell does the mom not realize that she didn't put somebody in the hospital? Uh, you know what? That uh, I'm not quite sure, but all I know is that I get the text messages from from his mom. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. I, I, I you know, I thought I didn't raise him like this. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's a whole new b- breaking away from the family ties, cutting the umbilical cord, force coming out now. Uh, uh, but we still have a bone to pick with your mom about the excommunication from the pontoon boat party situation. We need to talk to Uncle. We should have a, an all day all Gump show. With Uncle Gump, Grandma Gump, Mama Sister Gump. Gump. What's 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 the immediate aversion to having Sister Gump on? You don't get along. No, I don't know. You don't get along with your sister? No. Oh, let's Whoa! Start wow, wow. You don't get along with a fourteen-year-old. What the hell's wrong with you? There's an age difference between us. It's still We're your sister. We're different stages of our lives. I love her. It's just we don't get along. So what, take me through a typical <laughs> typical day. Does she of what steal happens. your yeah. your nuggets? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going into details. You need of why to, I don't you like need to grow up. You need to. She's a four. She's a sibling. She's 14. You need a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, man? Yeah. What happened, Forrest? What, what, what happened when she you steal were all your parents' attention? Uh, sorry, sorry yeah. I don't get along. Sorry, I don't get along with my sister. What don't you like about your sister, Forrest? Tell us. She's annoying. Uh-huh. Well, she's all 14-year-olds are annoying. I know. I know. They're all annoying. Smacker. Listen, like you think I said, it's gonna, you think it's gonna change when she's 34, 44, 54? Yeah. She's still gonna be annoying. <laughs> like I don't like a lot of my brothers. We still get a lot. Like yeah. I, I mean, I like them, but they annoy me. You know, like oh yeah, Are you kidding me? My sister Beth is it runs my mother's breast cancer research fund. We have the greatest love annoying relationship <laughs> with each other. We never there's never any hate, but I annoy the crap out of my sister. Like I'll call her up and I'll start sending her rhymes and stuff, and she'll go, "All right, you stop being sarcastic. I hate when you're sarcastic." She'll call me up and start screaming at me. I go, "Yeah." Yeah, guess who needs me this weekend? Is it is it that you have to drive her to the mall and stuff? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, you're a personal valet? Uh, I do have to drive her place. When my parents ask me, I Do they ask I you or do yeah. they tell you? Yeah. Well, they, Let's be honest. Your mother tells you to take her and you don't like she, it. She tells me. She says it like she's asking me, but in reality, she's telling me. Of course, listen. Let you me help are you a spoiled brat. Right. Let me, How let am me, I spoiled? Let me, look let me, at you. Let me look at this. you. Let me help you. With this. I'm going to help you with this problem. Go out and get a DUI tonight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And on that note, you'll never, you'll, never, you'll never have to drive her again. All right. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.